the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you know, the readings of Sundays are arranged in a certain structure. They actually, the 12th month of the Coptic year, they divided them into four sections. Each section is three months. The first three months of the Coptic year speaks about the love of God the Father. The second three months of the Coptic year speaks about the grace of His only begotten Son. And the three months actually of the Coptic year uh, that speak about the grace of the Son are in at the end of it we celebrate the feast of nativity and Tuba in which we celebrate the feast of um, Epiphany, the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ and Amshir. Then the third three months usually comes during the Holy Great Fast and the 50 days and these have their own uh, curriculum. Then the last three months after the Pentecost, after the descent of the Holy Spirit, the Church speaks to us about the uh, fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So now we are in month of Tuba, which is the fifth month of the Coptic year. And as I told you, the second three months in the Coptic year, Kiyak speak about the birth of Christ, the incarnation of the Son of God. Tuba, the, the current month, it speaks about the baptism. And Amshir next month speaks about communion. And these three things, the incarnation, baptism, and communion, we receive them through the grace of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Today in the, is the second Sunday of Tuba, second Sunday of Tuba. If you remember last Sunday, we, speak, we spoke about the children of Bethlehem who were killed by uh, Herod. And what is the relation between killing the children of, Abraham, of Bethlehem and baptism? As you know, there are two types of baptism. The baptism from water and spirit that all of us were baptized with. But there is another type of baptism, we call it baptism of blood. People who are martyred for the name of Christ, even without actually being baptized, and this happened a lot during the time of the persecution, especially in the 4th century and the uh, 3rd century. Many people say, we believe in Jesus Christ. Then the governor kills them. They didn't have time to be baptized or take communion. And the church said, what's baptism? As we read in Romans chapter 6, Baptism is death and the resurrection of Christ. That's baptism. 
we are buried in the water of baptism and we rise a new generation. That's why the church said all these martyrs who shed their blood for the name of Christ are baptized with the baptism of blood because they died with Christ and died for Christ and definitely they are uh, now in the paradise of joy and in the second coming of Jesus Christ they will be risen to the resurrection of uh, eternal life. So the church last week spoke to us about the highest form of, of baptism, to die literally, to shed your blood literally for the name of Christ. And that's what baptism is, dying to the world and living for Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That's baptism. We die and we rise. Today, the people were asking the Lord Jesus Christ for a sign, a miracle. And then the Lord told them, an evil generation, this is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. What is Jonah? Jonah actually also is a symbol of baptism. Jonah was buried in the belly of the whale for three days in the water. Then he came out alive. And he preached repentance to the Ninevites. Jesus Christ died and remained in the tomb three days as Jonah and rose from the dead. And with his resurrection, he opened the door of heaven for us and gave us the ability to be born again of water and spirit and to be new creation. As St. Paul said, you were baptized, you put on Christ. So Jonah, who spent three days in the belly of the whale in the water, and then he came out alive, although he was counted as dead after spending three days in the belly of the whale. This again, a symbol of baptism. So, the church, while preparing us for the celebration of the baptism of Christ, is telling us why Christ was baptized. The Lord said here, as Jonah was assigned to the Nevites, the Son of Man is assigned to this generation. He was baptized in order, actually, to open for us the way to heaven through baptism. As he said to Nicodemus, unless you are born again of water and spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. Because in baptism, the old man dies. And now we are new creation. The image that was distorted 
by the fall of Adam and Eve, this image is renewed in baptism. There is restoration of the image of God in baptism. So, the baptism here uh, is the focus of the readings of the church during the four Sundays of Tuba. Also, when the Lord told the people this generation asking for a sign, for a miracle, but I'm not going to do a miracle for them, but the sign they need is Jonah the Baptist. Why? Because miracles cannot change hearts. Every day people hear about miracles. Every day. But miracles does not change hearts. The Lord Jesus Christ performed so many miracles to the Jews, and at the end they crucified him. Even when he raised Lazarus after four days, the Jews actually conspired to kill Lazarus. As if if they killed Lazarus, the Lord could not raise him again from the death. But what I'm trying to say, miracles does not change hearts. But what change hearts? When we reflect on the love of Christ that appeared in his crucifixion, in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. So, as Jonah was buried in the belly of the whale, our Lord Jesus Christ was buried in the tomb for our sake. When we contemplate and meditate on his love toward us, how he endured crucifixion and death to redeem me and to save me, this actually will change our hearts. Also, miracles cannot change our heart. But the new nature, the new creation that we receive in baptism, that is the change. As I told you in the baptism, the old person, the corrupted person is buried and we are new creation. So we took the ability to be transformed into the image of Christ in baptism. We took the ability to be transformed and transfigured, to be in the image of Christ in baptism. But baptism alone is not enough. It's not just to say I'm baptized and then that is all. Because baptism is you need to live this baptism every day. What do you mean to live the baptism every day? Baptism is death to the world and life to Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In baptism we are dead to the world. We are crucified with Christ to the world. The world is dead to me, and I am dead to the world. And unless we live this every day, then 
we are not benefiting from the grace that we received in baptism. In the gospel of today, there is a beautiful story. A lady started to raise her voice and said, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And the Lord told her more than that, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Definitely the Lord is not denying uh, that we bless and glorify and magnify St. Mary, as this lady did. But the Lord actually bringing to our attention why God chose Mary from all the women, from Adam to the end of the ages, to be his mother. Because she heard the word of God and kept the word of God. That is the reason why God chose St. Mary. We read in Luke chapter 2, she was keeping all these things, meditating on them in her heart. So, God is saying to us, if you want to be in the family of God, if you want to be my mother or my brother or my sister, what you need to do is to keep the word of God and to apply it in your life, like St. Mary. So, it is not enough just we are baptized, but we need to live this baptism every day by dying to the world and living for Christ. And how to live for Christ? Hear the word of God. Understand it in your mind. Keep it in your heart. Apply it in your life. That is how you are transformed. How you become transfigured into this image, the image of the Son of God. And some of us may say, but we are living among ungodly world. How can we keep ourselves godly, although the temptation around us from every side? The generation in which the Lord Jesus Christ lived was also an evil generation. As he said, this is an evil generation. But the Lord gave us so many examples that even among or in the midst of ungodly generation and evil generation, God usually sent uh, a light to bear witness for God. He gave us some examples. The first example is the example of Jonah. Nineveh was a very wicked city to the extent that God wanted to throw it and to burn it with fire. But when Jonah went to them, they listened to his words and everyone repented. That's why the Lord said the men of Nineveh will stand in the day of judgment 
and they will condemn those who did not repent because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and now we have the words of Jesus Christ the son of God and we don't repent like the Ninevites if the Ninevites repented at the preaching of Jonah should not we repent at the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and give us another example Solomon and his wisdom the queen of Ethiopia traveled from Ethiopia to Israel just to listen to the words of uh, Solomon and we have the word of God if no one is comparable to the wisdom of Solomon but definitely the wisdom of the son of God is greater the queen of the south of Ethiopia traveled all the way to listen and sometimes we don't want to travel 20 or 30 minutes to attend the Bible study or to attend the liturgy. That's why he said the queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. From, for, for she came from the ends of, this, of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. So the Lord is telling us In your generation, there will be witnesses for God. Because God will not light a lamp and put it under a basket. God will put it on the lamp stand, on the tower, that all who come in will see the light. If you have guests coming to your house, you will turn the light on so each one will we'll know the way. God in the same way wants us to come to his house. So God will appoint his children to be lamps, to be light. That's why he told us you are the light of the world. In order to bring people to the house of God, in order to be witnesses to bring people to the house of God. But if somebody says, I did not see the lamp. It is not because there is no light, but because he closed his eyes intentionally not to see the light. Many times we come to the church and we listen to the teaching and we rebel against the teaching and we resist to listen because we turn our eyes intentionally Not because there is no light. No, the light is there. The light is there. But we close our eyes in order not to see the light. That's why the Lord said, the lamp of of our physical body is the eye. When my eye is good, the whole body is full of light. But if my eye is bad, then I will be living in darkness. So, 
if my eye is bad, is sick, or I close my eye intentionally, I will be walking in darkness. In the same way, the spiritual eye is your heart. If your heart is pure, you will see the light. But if your heart is not pure, you will not see the light, although the light is there. If my heart is full of grudges, hatred, unforgiving spirit, envy, malice, lust, all these things actually make the heart dull, cannot see the light. That's why the Lord said, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Take heed that your heart is pure to be able to see the light. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light. If your eye is pure and cannot, can see the light of Christ, then you will be walking in the light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. So, the Lord is telling us today, you received a new nature in baptism, but are you actually living and this new nature, you are transfigured every day into the image of Christ? You cannot do this unless you hear the word of God and apply it in your life, as St. Mary did. And yes, we are living in ungodly generation. But don't use this as an excuse. Because God is sending us light to enlighten our way, to enlighten our journey. As he sent to Jonah, as he sent Solomon. Also, in the church, you will find the light of Christ. But the question here is about your heart, whether your heart is pure or not. Whether your spiritual eye, you open it or you close it. In order, when you close your spiritual eye, you cannot be transfigured. But when you open your spiritual eye, you will be transfigured into the image of Christ. Let us dedicate the liturgy today that God may grant us the purity of our heart, to cleanse our heart, and to give us a pure mind and a pure heart, to give us the ability to be able to listen to his words and to apply them in our life. So we'll be transfigured from glory to, to glory, to that image, to his own image. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.